Section fifty four of Greece and Rome. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ting Cleary. The World Story, Volume Four, Greece and Rome, edited by Eva Marsh Tappan. Section fifty four. Marius to the Roman people, one hundred and six B.C. by Sallust. At the close of the Carthaginian Wars, the Romans had promised to protect the rightful rulers of the various provinces of Numidia. One Jugurtha had succeeded in putting these rulers to death, and seizing upon the whole country. The Romans were helpless for the reasons that both commissioners and commanders sent against him accepted his bribes finally marius a man of humble birth who had risen to the consulship was sent and he brought the war to a close the following extract is given by sallust the roman historian as the speech made by marius to encourage enlistments in his army the editor i am aware my fellow-citizens that most men do not appear as candidates before you for an office and conduct themselves in it when they have obtained it under the same character that they are at first industrious humble and modest but afterwards lead a life of indolence and arrogance but to me it appears that the contrary should be the case for as the whole state is of greater consequence than the single office of consulate or praetorship so its interests ought to be managed with greater solicitude than those magistracies are sought nor am i sensible how great a weight of business i am through your kindness called upon to sustain to make preparations for war and yet be sparing of the treasury to press those into the service who i am unwilling to offend to direct everything at home and abroad and to discharge these duties when surrounded by the envious the hostile and factious is more difficult my fellow-citizens than is generally imagined in addition to this if others fail in the undertakings their ancient rank the heroic actions of their ancestors the power of their relatives and connections their numerous dependents are all at hand to support them but as for me my whole hopes rest upon myself which i must sustain by good conduct and integrity for all other means are unavailing i am sensible too my fellow-citizens that the eyes of all men are turned upon me that the just and the good favour me as my services are beneficial to the state but that the nobility seek occasion to attack me i must therefore use the greater exertion that you may not be deceived in me that their views may be rendered abortive i have led such a life indeed from my boyhood to the present hour that i am familiar with every kind of toil and danger and that exertion which before your kindness to me i practised gratuitously it is not my intention to relax after having received my reward for those who have pretended to be men of worth only to secure their election it may be difficult to conduct themselves properly in office but to me 
who have passed my whole life in the most honourable occupations to act well had from habit become nature you have commanded me to carry on the war against jugurtha a commission at which the nobility are highly offended consider with yourselves i pray you whether you would be a change for the better if you were to send to this or to any other such appointment one of yonder proud of nobles a man of ancient family of innumerable statues and of no military experience in order forsooth that in so important an office and being ignorant of everything connected with it he may exhibit hurry and trepidation and select one of the people to instruct him in his duty for so it generally happens that he whom you have chosen to direct seeks another to direct him i know some my fellow-citizens who after they have been elected consuls have begun to read the acts of their ancestors and the military precepts of the greeks persons who invert the order of things for though to discharge the duties of the office is posterior in point of time to election it is in reality and practical importance prior to it compare now my fellow-citizens me who am but a new man with those haughty nobles what they have but heard or read i have witnessed or performed what they have learnt from books i have acquired in the field and whether deeds or words are of greater estimation it is for you to consider they despise my humbleness of birth i condemn their imbecility my condition is made an objection to me their misconduct is a reproach to them the circumstance of birth indeed i consider as one and the same to all but think that he who best exerts himself is the noblest and could it be required of the fathers of albinus and bestia whether they would rather be the parents of them or of me what do you suppose that they would answer but that they would wish the most deserving to be their offspring if the patricians justly despise me let them also despise their own ancestors whose nobility like mine had its origin in merit they envy me the toils the abstinence and the perils by which i obtained that honour but they men eaten up with pride live as if they disdained all the distinctions that you can bestow and yet sue for these distinctions as if they had lived so as to merit them yet those are assuredly deceived who expect to enjoy at the same time things so incompatible as the pleasure of indolence and the rewards of honourable exertion when they speak before you or in the senate they occupy the greater part of their orations in extolling their ancestors for they suppose that by recounting the heroic deeds of their forefathers they render themselves more illustrious but the reverse of this is the case for the more glorious were the lives of their ancestors the more scandalous is their own inaction the truth indeed is plainly this that the glory of ancestors sheds a light on their posterity which suffers neither their virtues nor their vices to be concealed of this light my fellow-citizens i have no share but i have what confers 
much more distinction the power of relating my own actions consider then how unreasonable they are what they claim to themselves for the merit of others they will not grant to me for my own alleging forsooth that i have no statues and that my distinction is newly acquired but it is surely better to have acquired such distinction myself than to bring disgrace on that received from others i am not ignorant that if they were inclined to reply to me they would make an abundant display of eloquent and artful language yet since they attack both you and myself on the occasion of the great favour which you have conferred upon me i do not think proper to be silent before them lest any one should construe my forbearance into a consciousness of demerit as for myself indeed nothing that is said of me i feel assured can do me injury for what is true must be of necessity speak in my favour what is false my life and character will refute but since your judgment in bestowing on me so distinguished an honour and so important a trust is called in question consider i beseech you again and again whether you are likely to repent of what you have done i cannot to raise your confidence in me boast of the statues or triumphs or consulships of my ancestors but if it be thought necessary i can show you my spears a banner caparisons for horses and other military rewards besides the scars of wounds on my breast these are my statues this is my nobility honours not left like theirs by inheritance but acquired amidst innumerable toils and dangers my speech they say is inelegant but that i have ever thought of little importance worth significantly displays itself it is for my detractors to use studied language that they may palliate base conduct by plausible words nor have i learned greek for i had no wish to acquire a tongue that adds nothing to the valour of those who teach it but i have gained other accomplishments such as are of the utmost benefit to a state i have learned to strike down an enemy to be vigilant at my post to fear nothing but dishonour to bear the cold and heat with equal endurance to sleep on the ground and to sustain at the same time hunger and fatigue and with such rules of conduct i shall stimulate my soldiers not treating them with rigour and myself with indulgence nor making their toils my glory such a mode of commanding is at once useful to the state and becoming to a citizen for to coerce your troops with severity while you yourself live at ease is to be a tyrant not a general it was by conduct such as this my fellow-citizens that your ancestors made themselves and the republic renowned our nobility relying on their forefathers merits though totally different from them in conduct disparage us who emulate their virtues and demand of you every public honour as due not to their personal merit but to their high rank arrogant pretenders and utterly unreasonable for though their ancestors left them all that was at their disposal their riches their statues 
and their glorious names they left them not nor could leave them their virtues which alone of all their possessions could neither be communicated nor received they reproach me as being mean and of unpolished manners because forsooth i have but little skill in arranging an entertainment and keep no actor nor give my cook higher wages than my steward all which charges i must indeed acknowledge to be just for i learned from my father and other venerable characters that vain indulgence belong to women and labour to men that glory rather than wealth should be the object of the virtuous and that arms and armour not household furniture are marks of honour but let the nobility if they please pursue what is delightful and dear to them let them devote themselves to the licentiousness and luxury let them pass their age as they have passed their youth in reverie and feasting the slaves of gluttony and debauchery but let them leave the toil and dust of the field and other such matters to us to whom they are more grateful than banquets this however they will not do for when these most infamous of men have disgraced themselves by every species of turpitude they proceed to claim the distinctions due to the most honourable thus it most unjustly happens that luxury and indolence the most disgraceful of vices are harmless to those who indulge in them and fatal only to the innocent commonwealth as i have now replied to my calumniators as far as my own character required though not so fully as their flatitiousness deserved i shall add a few words on the state of public affairs in the first place my fellow-citizens be of good courage with regards to numidia for all that hitherto protected jugurtha avarice inexperience and arrogance you have entirely removed there is an army in it too which is well acquainted with the country though assuredly more brave than fortunate for a greater part of it has been destroyed by the avarice or rashness of its commanders such of you then as are of military age cooperate with me and support the cause of your country and let no discouragement from the ill fortune of others or the arrogance of the late commanders affect any one of you i myself shall be with you both on the march and in the battle both to direct your movements and to share your dangers i shall treat you and myself on every occasion alike and doubtless with the aid of the guards and all good things victory spoil and glory are ready to our hands though even if they were doubtful or distant it would still become every able citizen to act in defence of his country for no man by slothful timidity has escaped the lot of mortals nor has any parent wished for his children that they might live for ever but rather that they might act in life with virtue and honour i would add more my fellow-citizens if words could give courage to the faint-hearted to the brave i think that i have said enough end of section fifty four this recording is in the public domain